This special bonus episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend recorded with a live audience is presented by T-Mobile. With T-Mobile's network, you can stay connected to what you love when you're out and about, whether you're listening to podcasts, getting directions, or pretty much doing anything, panning for gold in a remote area. T-Mobile's there for you. T-Mobile covers more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. So if you need great coverage, especially when you're on the go, check out T-Mobile. They're the largest and fastest 5G network. I got to tell you, Sona, I go crazy. You know me, I'm adventurous. Yeah. I like to jump on my mountain bike, go into the wild. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm with T-Mobile. You got to be. It's the only way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get lost in the woods. If I get lost in the woods, yeah. which I do all the time. I have no sense of direction. I should stop going into the woods. But when I do, I make sure that I have my T-Mobile coverage. Experience America's largest and fastest 5G network for yourself. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash C-Y. That's T-Mobile.com slash S-E-E-W-H-Y. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data for Q1 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I've lost my mind. Conan O'Brien, everyone. Hey, how are you? How are you? I don't know why I have a microphone. Why do they hand me a microphone? This is the smallest room I've ever played. It feels more professional if we have mics. I swear to God, I've been in Frogurt shops that are larger than this. Uh, I uh, Hey, thanks for being here, by the way. This is really nice. Welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Thank you, one guy, woo. Um, last time I was like, you know what? I feel like it's too small in here. Let's, let's increase the capacity beyond the legal fire limit. Very dangerous. And they added one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They added like seven seats. But it's incredible. I think this is going to make. The, I think these people are going to make the difference. Yes, because you in the back. Look how entitled you are. We're sitting up on risers. They have to sit in regular plastic seats. I know some of you are shocked and horrified by how I look in person. How you doing? How are you? Have you been to one of these before? Oh, at Lar- at Largo. You you came to that show. That with the last show that I did. What's either the last one or the third or <laughs> last one's like historic, you know? You're like, I was at Ford's Theater when Lincoln was shot a couple of weeks before. Was Lincoln there? No, but I drove a Lincoln there. You were there the last week. Right, you just wanted to make sure I was really leaving television for good. Pat Oswald was the guest. Very good. He's going to be a guest soon on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. He's coming up. A lot of great, exciting people coming up on the show. Who's a regular listener? Anybody here regularly listen to the podcast? Oh, that's very nice. Okay, that's great. Uh, this is an audio format, so let me explain to the people listening right now. A lot of hands just went up. Thousands. I wouldn't say every hand in the room, but a lot of hands. Thousands of hands. My favorite new thing that happens is I encounter people with ha- that have earbuds in. This happened in New York City, and it's happened walking around uh, in L.A. I encounter people that are wearing earbuds, and they, they point at the earbuds and say, I'm listening to you right now. Which is really weird, because then I feel like I'm interrupting myself, which is like a very strange feeling to have. But I ran into a woman in a Whole Foods who flagged me down and said, I'm listening to you right now. And I said, what do you think? And she went, eh. Um, 
She didn't really, but I'm more you know comfortable with that kind of feeling. Uh, we got a great show today. Uh, very excited about our guest who's on the program. I think you all know who it is. Do they know who it is? Oh, they don't. Okay, it's a surprise. Well, anyway, uh, the last time I spoke to this guest was 20 years ago. So very excited. Yes, very, very excited to see this person. Last time I laid eyes on this guest was 20 years ago in person. So very happy to be seeing them again. You're all now thinking, is it Bob Dole? <laughs> No, it's not Bob Dole. That's all I'll tell you. You can figure out just from the clue, not Bob Dole. It's like a really bad game of 20 questions. Is it not Bob Dole? All right, well, you know, I can't do this show without my... Come on, I could. But um, no, I really can't do it without my two close friends, my associates. They torment me, but I also love them dearly. And they're part of the magic of our show. So let's bring them out. Right now, I'm talking about Sona Movsesian and Matt Gorley. I'm dancing. Should we have a little seat and uh, chat about things for a second before we get started? Yeah. Okay, wow. Man, I really had the energy whipped up into a frenzy. Come on, no dead air. We can do this. Okay. Um, listen, uh, let me just say that you both uh, look fantastic. Thank you for being here. We don't often do this. We don't often do the podcast with an audience, but I like it. I performed in front of audiences for almost 30 years, loved it. I feel I get a lot of energy from it. Sometimes I'm given cocaine after the show. <laughs> I hope From what? the audience? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. yeah. What, are you talk- what are you talking about? Yes, oh. they would always bring me coke. Oh, okay. um, Who's the coke mule today? <laughs> Trust me, always in the back. Um, he's a lovely guy. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm really happy. I'm really happy that we have a crowd here. And Sona, tell us, uh, how are you? How's your life going? Everything's good. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have. Yay! No, I have, uh, there's really nothing. I wish there was. I wish there was some excitement. I mean, I like keep, my friends keep telling me when they go out and I don't go out like I used oh, to. Oh, but you you went out during in your youth yeah. and for maybe 10 years that we were working together, you tore it up. I, I mean, did. You went out every night and killed it. Yeah. And then uh, slept mostly at work the next day. Yes, I did. I Reeking had a, of I had uh, rum. And then uh, <laughs> so rum. you had your fun. You had your good time. I did. It's just weird that like now I don't. I don't do that anymore. Well, I think Matt Gorley does enough partying for all of us. That's right. That's pretty clear, right? No. (laughs) You know, last time we did the uh, podcast in front of this, in this room, in front of uh, an audience like this, there was a woman who only came here to see you. Was it the one that I wasn't here or was here? You were not here. Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't here and she only came here to see you. And I said, of course, you probably, you know, I said, no big deal. But Matt Gorley's not going to be here today, um, thinking that it would, you know, not even be a speed bump in the road. This woman was heartbroken. Maybe she was here to kill me, though. <laughs> I don't know. She did have a weapon. Yeah. Didn't she yell out, Pasadena? Oh, yeah. She did. I think that's her, right? Wait, I think yeah. I was here for that. Okay. No, no, you were not. You oh. were not here. She was really disappointed. I hone in on a disappointed audience <laughs> member. <laughs> When someone's less than pleased with me, this comes from childhood. If someone's slightly less than pleased from me, my skin burns. Oh. Uh, and so I was quite aware that something was off with the crowd and I found it. I talked to this woman. I don't know if she ever, and then it turns out she knows where you live. Not address wise. She knew what street you were on. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I told her. <laughs> 
told her exactly, and I said, "There's th- there says there's an alarm si- si- system, but it's not real. They just oh, got the sign." This is my new mistress. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, she's great. That's how you met your mistress. Yes. She literally came in through the garage. Uh, well, I hope uh, you guys are. You know, hope you're doing well. Yeah. As I said, at, you're important cogs in this machine. Same jacket. We didn't even plan this. You guys are cord bit. bros. Yeah, cord bros. Two guys in corduroy. Yeah. yeah. Party. Yep. Nothing says an exciting night of fun like two middle-aged white guys in corduroy. Think of the noise we'd make if we hugged. (laughs) It's the strangest pickup line I've ever heard. That's what my mistress said the minute she peeked down the door. (laughs) I often say that. Think of the noise we'd make if we hugged. I don't even remember how I used to try and start and chat with ladies back in the day in my 20s. Did you have a line? I didn't have it. Well, I used to say, I didn't know angels flew so low. No. No, you wouldn't do that. Never did that. The audience was horrified. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never, ever, ever did anything like that. Um, I usually say, this skin will clear up. Oh, Oh, come on. (laughs) Science is working on it. Yeah. In 10 years. In 10 years, will be a drug. <laughs> and then you'll love me. That wasn't uh, even your voice. You were just doing that voice? Uh, uh, that was my voice then. I've had <laughs> several operations since then. No, I, I didn't have good game. I didn't oh. really have good game. Okay. You know? yeah. Did you use any kind of first line with your wife, Liza, when you met her? Was there any like first quip or first... It's uh, actually, uh, I met Liza when I was shooting a remote in New yeah, York City. I've seen that. So it's all on, I mean, you would know better than I would because it was on camera. Right. I talked to her, I met an advertising agency and I was supposed to shoot a remote there and the cameras are rolling and I just start talking to this woman and very quickly, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm not Conan in a remote. Yeah. I'm Conan O'Brien saying- In love. Well, not yet. Um, oh. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm Conan O'Brien just saying things like, no, no, that's really cool. And so your father, oh, okay, I get it. And she's then saying, asking me questions. I'm like, no, no, I mean, I studied English, but then I also studied history. And my producer was listening with, you know, headset on. I was like, what is, what is wrong with him? What's going on? And uh, so it, it's now out there. Our kids have watched us meet. That's way pretty back amazing. In, it's in 2000. We met in 2000. Yeah. And so they've watched us meet. And I don't want to watch it because I remember it. And I know this sounds schmaltzy, but I know that that moment was special to me and I don't want to see it, you know, uh, in a digital format. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's That's nice. Does it make sense to you guys? Yeah. Do you think it's kind of sweet? Okay. What the hell is wrong with (laughs) you people? Such a... Why can't you just pretend it's sweet? Isn't it sweet? I said it's sweet. sweet. It's sweet. sweet. It's sweet. Bullying them into... (laughs) I bullied them into it. Isn't it kind of romantic? It's so sweet. All right, we got to get going. Yeah. Oh, okay. We got don't time. You, what? <laughs> don't you think so? I don't know. This. No, let's do it. I just this, turned this is exciting. This crowd. This is I am exciting. excited. Uh, I haven't. Last time I uh, chatted with our guest today was uh, 20 years ago. Wow. And uh, she has gone on to such great things. Done just fine without me. <laughs> <laughs> Some say better. Yeah, my guest today is a Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter whose 10th studio album, Chemistry, is out on June 23rd. She's also headlining a 10-night Las Vegas residency beginning July 28th. I am thrilled, really thrilled she's here today. She is such a mind-boggling talent. Kelly Clarkson, welcome. Oh! I know, I 
Hi, my name is Kelly Clarkson, and I feel honored and super cheesy because I love Conan about oh, being Conan O'Brien's friend. Well, that's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you very true. much. That's very nice. And I will warn you, Kelly, it's apparently not a very sentimental crowd tonight. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's all right. I like humor above all. I tried to just bully them into <laughs> saying something romantic. We about will me make they, them cry. That's yeah, the exactly. Do it. Do it. Yeah. You know, I kept talking about this, but I was. I said, I know I've met Kelly, and it was right after yeah. you burst into the world's attention with American Idol. You yeah. came on my late night show, and I watched the clip of it this morning. I did too. And, and I was freaked out. Oh, not me winning, me on your show, sorry. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, I'm yeah. saying I watched the clip of you coming on my show. Yes, okay, yeah. I only watch things that involve me. And <laughs> they said, don't you wanna see Kelly the night palette. she won? I'm like, no, I'm not in it. Uh, um, <laughs> no in there. <laughs> but they, uh, they showed it to me, and uh, my, the first thing that struck me is you are a kid. You're like a child. Yeah. You come out, and then I'm an 11 year old girl in the, in this clip. I mean, I am just such. I'm so young too, and I'm like, hey, it's going close, everybody. And uh, okay, so that's how I felt like my voice sounded. So we we literally, I was telling him earlier, we we Google it because I was like, I know it was like right after Idol, and I was so excited, like in love with him. Like I like I was very excited. And so and, what happened? I mean, so why did what? <laughs> Why does, why does the love no. fade so quickly? No, no. I mean, I mean, just at that moment, I was like, I cannot believe I was so excited to get to do your show. So mm-hmm. I was like, I just, it was a huge thing. And I'd never done anything like that. The only thing I'd done is idol, really. Right. So I was very excited. And um, but I we looked it up. I was like, I feel like it was like 2003-ish. And we looked it up. And that, that was so it was 20 years ago. Yeah. So we have a date in 20 years <laughs> to, to have another interview. We are allowed to speak yes. to each other once every once 20 every years. 20 years it's allowed um but no but i i had to turn it off because my voice was you hate your own voice like your talking voice like i don't leave voicemails i hate my talking voice you don't wait a minute to a degree that you don't leave a voicemail i never leave a voicemail how do you feel about being on a podcast (laughs) here's why here's why i'm okay with this show and here's why i'm okay with my talk show or any show i do because I don't watch them or listen to myself back because I'm in it. Okay, like right, you yeah, experienced. So yeah. I don't ever, we were just actually discussing this. I never watch myself. So for that reason alone, like, do you like your voice when you hear your voice? Nobody really does, right? I am uh, I am not a fan of my voice, but okay. then I talk to other people and they agree that they're also not a fan <laughs> of my voice. And I've always thought I do not have a good voice for television or radio. And, and that's the medium that I got into. And it, which, which, by the way, reminds me, I have a major bone to pick with you, which is I got into being a talk show host because that's the one thing I could do. Oh. You became a talk show host and you're really good at it. And you have so many other incredible possibilities and you're an amazing singer. That enrages me. It just enrages me (laughs) because that was all I could do. No one else was saying, you know, why don't you, do you also have like a 10 octave range? Yeah, but I think I'll just do a talk show. Hey, you were, like, I have been very vocal about this from the very beginning. Like, I was more shocked than anyone. Like, after doing The Voice, they were like, oh, we like how you are on the show, your energy. Like, we think you'd do great at a talk show. You do it. We have this idea. And I was like, oh, thank you. No. Um, Oh, you said no initially. Twice. Because I was like, I... Do not think that people will walk. I am not a comedian. Mm-hmm. I am not a journalist. I have no experience to do this. <laughs> like, literally, why would you want me to do this? Like, and so they they really, my ex actually really pushed me to do it. He was like, I think you'll be really good at it. And I was like, 
okay. I was like, and so I tried it. And I will say from the pilot, I think as long as you're a curious person and you love to engage with people, you love to be communicative, like it's 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 kind of an easy job. Like it's like it's fun. And yeah. it's, you I, enjoy I would it. say I can I, I sometimes think I can predict who's going to be good at it. And when I heard that you were going to do a show, my first instinct was you are a very you're a very warm person and you're a very uh, you seem like a real person. And then I when I bumped into people that work with you regularly, including the woman who did my makeup today, yeah, who Misha. worked on the. Yeah, yeah, she was just saying she's the best. She's such a nice person. And I think that is half of it is if you can be yourself in front of people and you're a legitimately good person, it's going to work out. And so you have, you I mean, have proven me right. I think if you are yourself and you're comfortable, then it doesn't really matter. Like, because you don't know. Because I didn't know. Like, people told me afterwards, like, wow, it was successful. Like, that never happens. And I was like, come again. And, then, <laughs> and they were like, oh, this was probably going to fail. And I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, they didn't tell you that I, up front. I had no idea. Like, ignorance was 100% bliss. I had right. no idea that statistically I was screwed. Like right. it was like I was probably going to fail. So I was like, if I had known that, maybe I would have said no a third time. No, the only <laughs> way, what happens in show business is they'll kill you with enthusiasm. So what happens is everyone's like, it's going to be the best. You're going to be amazing. It's the perfect choice for you. Perfect time. And what they're really thinking that. is, I don't know. Yeah. If it goes badly, that's their problem. Yeah. Just I'll just cash the check. Yeah. And so uh, you just, you know, but. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't know. Yeah. It's best yeah. not to know. Yeah. And you just enjoy it and you do it because you like doing it. Yeah. The um, I'm curious because I want to go way back to. You're rude. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, 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 no I'm an I, oscillating I, fan. I uh, <laughs> don't need to focus I turn on my us. back on them all the time. Um, <laughs> when I'm speaking to them in a room, it's not being recorded. Why I often have here? my back turned. <laughs> this is the first time we've seen his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're not pleased. No. Yeah. Uh, I was really impressed that I always feel like people with incredible talent on some level know it. They know it subliminally, they just somehow know it. And I was looking back at your story and realize that you got these scholarships to these amazing colleges in Berkeley School of Music. Well, I think like right, like in in, in high school, it was, um, I, I was informed because I was very poor mm -hmm. that like a way for me to get to college would be a scholarship. And they right. were like, you sing well, like if you wanted to go this route that you'd be able to have, if you get to a certain point, like if you chair, like make a certain chair or whatever, because it was like opera, like I sing that kind of classical stuff. So, and I absolutely 100% hated it. Um, <laughs> I, I love listening to it now. Um, but yeah, when you're 16 and you want to sing, I want to dance with somebody. Uh, this is not, yeah, it's just not the and same thing. And who were you listening to at this point? You were like a huge Alanis Morissette fan, right? I'm a huge everything fan. Like Nirvana, right. like Whitney, Rosemary Clooney, like Reba Max. I live across the board just like music. Mm -hmm. I, I love uh, Metallica. I love, I love a lot of different things. So... Hence why I cover a lot of different styles of music. But um, it was just, it was told to me if I, if I worked hard and I, and I achieved a certain status that I could get scholarships, like rides, like, because I couldn't afford it. Course, there was yeah. no way I could yeah. afford that. Um, so um, I did work my tail off and um, I achieved that to where I could, it was like U, UT or UNT. Berkeley was something I was very interested in as well. And to get into Berkeley School of Music on a, on a, on a ride, you know, to, to get a scholarship, that's a big deal. Well, it's a correction. I just knew there's a correction there. It's, I didn't actually ever end up applying. I just had heard via my music program that like, once you achieve this, you could get that. So I okay, didn't. Okay, then I, I'm not impressed. 
podcast at all. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't. And I think actually, your whole career has ever, been a sham. I didn't. <laughs> this podcast is over. No, I, I didn't actually ever apply because I ended up. Right. I was working at like Six Flags Over Texas. Real story. Doing the singing and dancing the shows there. And um. Oh really? And this girl randomly, yes, was crying and like her roommate bailed on her to move to L.A. And so instead of going to college, like a teacher's kid my mom is a teacher <laughs> instead of doing that route I was like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna eat ramen noodle and sit on a mattress and sleep on a mattress in this random house in LA and just try and make it work and you did odd jobs I have lich like named something and I've probably done it Hitman. Hitman. <laughs> Still time. Still time. And don't think I haven't thought about it. <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> I'm sure if you all do. Goes to shit, everyone the in the record happens. Everyone in the record out. business has a list. Um, I'm okay. So, but I heard that you were a rep for like Red Bull energy drinks. I was. Yeah, I was a rep. Yeah, it was cool. You got paid like a good amount of money. It was like I feel like twelve dollars an hour just to like drive around their truck with their gas money and go on like lakes and be like, hey, y'all want some free product? <laughs> and then you just get to hang with these people. And Wait then a you, you hang money. out with them afterwards. That's literally my job. I mean, that's it's great to be cute and 20, right? Like, or I wasn't 20. I was I know, like 18. If I, if I did that but, now at my age. Yeah, at 41. Hi, kids. I have treats. <laughs> and you'd be frowned upon. Yeah. No, I, no, like, I think you'd when be you're 18, upon. it's a little easier. They're like, yeah, you're cute. Go do that. It was like a great job. Yeah. Um, so you're working these different uh, jobs, and I know that you were uh, a waitress at like a mm. comedy club. Uh huh. Hyenas. Okay. Mm. Do you remember like bad tippers? Do you ever in those? Do you ever channel those people in your mind and think, <laughs> I am now one of the biggest stars in the world, and you wish you could go back in time and tell that person who left you no. thirty five cents? I was an idiot, and just like, look, when you're poor and like you literally have gone without electricity or like food. Um, when someone tries to walk out on their bill, so I just remember this instance that happened. They left, and I chased these individuals, which are grown men. <laughs> like, and I was like 18, and chased them out to the car, about to shut the door, put my boot in the door. Oh, and I my go, God. I literally, I don't know what you can say on this show, but I said, motherfucker, you forgot something. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, because... You I, can say that on the show. And by the way, well, that's your next song. Well, yeah, that's right. Thank you. Motherfucker, you yeah. got something. That would have fit you really well. count on me. <laughs> that would have fit into this round. <laughs> but no, you, you, I... You still time to get into chemistry. But it's really dangerous. I yeah. shouldn't have done it. My, my boss was angry at me for doing it because he was like, you can get... Like, it's a dark parking lot or whatever. And I was like... You would have made, they make you cover the ticket. If somebody does that to right. you, you have to cover it. I couldn't afford that. It was right. worth the risk of getting the shit beat out of me. <laughs> like, no, that's, I mean, I, yeah. I completely understand in that period of your life too. Uh, there's something about being- When you being, have nothing, you are bold and brave. <laughs> right. It's that, what is it? What you got you nothing, have? you got nothing to lose. Yeah. So you go for it. Yeah. Um, but no, anyone listening, don't do that. Um, <laughs> the, you know what's funny to me PSA is that- for the day. <laughs> I know. Uh, what's, what's interesting to me now is that you know, American Idol and a bunch of these different singing shows like The Voice, they've become such a regular part of the fabric. I remember very clearly, um, and I was in New York and I was doing the late night show, and I remembered seeing um, an advertisement for this brand new show called American Idol and not knowing what it was and then hearing it's a singing competition show. And like anyone else thinking, well, that'll be around- For 10 minutes. For 10 minutes, yeah. like everything else. Yeah. And I'm always wrong about things. So I, uh, of course, it went on to be huge. But what's interesting is your perspective on it as the first person, 
I, I'm just curious to hear you talk about the beginning, the very beginning of American Idol. I know there was some stuff at the very beginning where it almost felt like these people don't really know what they're doing. Like this company doesn't know what they're doing because they're just figuring it out for the first time. Well, because that that there's truth to that because it was they had Pop Idol, which was in the UK. Um, Will Young won the first one, and that was kind of the big thing, and it blew up there in, in the United Kingdom. And then Simon Fuller was not cow Fuller um, mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, I'm going to do this in America and see how it goes over." Well, they weren't sure, and so it blew up, and they didn't really know how to control it. I don't know if right. you've noticed, but geographically speaking, America is enormous compared to the UK. <laughs> so right. covering all that ground and like all the outlets and like all, they, I mean, we were literally someone was always sick with like walking to money or like laryngitis or just that we were over work not, and not because they were mean about it. Everybody just didn't know. It was a phenomenon. It was just a phenomenon. So it just blew up and everybody was just trying to keep up with it. Right. I heard, so, I heard, I don't know if it's true that, that they so, this is the level they were at. They took you guys to a mall, the contestants to a mall. This is true. And I've heard this and it just sounds, I mean, now you know that they have a whole system because it's become part of the show business firmament and it's this We didn't big have deal. a stylist on the show until I think like the top five, maybe. Right. So yeah. you guys were just doing your own makeup they and hair? They dropped us at a mall. <laughs> the Beverly Center <laughs> and Ooh, that's gave a rough us, mall too. gave us yeah. gave us money and said and, and it was like I don't I think it was like 200 bucks I don't even know how it was just like a couple hundred dollars or something like that and and said okay go go you know you this is you know a prize to go get something like for you know the show and I am thinking this show's going nowhere <laughs> I'm pocketing this money <laughs> I will wear whatever I want <laughs> I just wore what I had so what did you so you so you didn't even spend the money they the gave money. you no I didn't I was like this is like rent money I was like I'm not gonna waste it on this dumb mall and like who cares about I didn't know no one knew the show would be what it was I'm literally the first winner I had no idea like no one knew even after I won no one knew. No one could have called that, right? I do think the reason why so many successful people are from that particular show is because they're so invested. Simon Fuller, like with the company, the record company, yep. the management, right. the show, like if one succeeds, all the others succeed. So I yes. think that's the brilliance behind that. Um, and honestly, I had a wonderful time. Like I, I love Simon Fuller. This never happens in the industry, but like he actually let me out of my deal and he didn't have to. And I was, you know, successful. So you, there was no reason to do that. But he actually let me out because he he couldn't actually be there. Um, it was like other people running it. And it just wasn't a good. Um, that's unheard of in any. He not, that's unheard of in any business, but specifically the music business for someone to say, this is a superstar, a yeah. major talent. She wants out. You can go. I was at MTV iced out performing. And I was just in tears on the phone with him going, look, I, I love you. You're like the kindest person ever. But like, I don't work with you on the regular and I'm just unhappy with who I am working with. Right. And he not only said he'd let me out, he also said he'd help me find management and help me out like after. Like and with no with no ask, like nothing, no right. strings. So it's I had a very positive experience in that sense. Right. I will point out he sounds like a terrible businessman. Um. <laughs> he's really loaded. <laughs> so he's doing something right. Once once I was like my friends and I randomly like went like backpacking like um you know in France and he was like, literally, this is a real story. <laughs> he was like I, he was like, oh, are you near? And I was like, oh my God, you're here too. And he was like, Yeah. He was like, I'll send my tender for you. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? 
I was like, what is it? And this is before the app Tinder. This is a, a boat, I guess a tiny boat with a bigger boat that comes to get you. And I was like, <laughs> I don't. A boat I don't. that contains another boat? It's like, it's a tiny boat, I guess, from one big yacht to like come get. And I was like, oh man, we roll in different circles. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're you back- don't have to send your Tinder. <laughs> you're, you're backpacking with your friends. And yeah, it's like, we you're just- going to stay in a youth hostel. We're and like- then this guy's like, I'll send my yacht over. We were definitely saying it just like a normal hotel. Like it was a hospital, but a normal hotel. And I just was like, oh my God, you're good. Like that's not, I don't, I feel like a pretty woman. Like, you know, you walk in the store and you don't belong. Um, so I was like, oh, this is not, this is not how I roll. So no, I'm good. But I learned what a tender was. So. Yeah. And now it's something completely different. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how words change. I've had no experience with either tender. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Me neither. It came along before my time. Yeah. So I never had to swipe or anything. You never, yeah. I just never do, did yeah, that. I, I don't think I would have done very well in that world. Yeah, I'm not even going to venture into there. Oh, yeah. come on. Let's give it a shot. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I'm it, pretty old fashioned. Yeah. You know, I, I want to talk about this album. Chemistry, except I've been listening to it. I listened to it last night, and my daughter is such a massive fan of yours, and she's 19. So I said, they gave me this sneak listen to Kelly so Clarkson's new like album. This, yeah. And so she got in the car with me, and we drove around, listened to the whole album, and she, yeah. both of us, blown away. But my daughter just going on and on about your range and the way you put a song across. And I think this is your 10th, is this your 10th album? It's my 10th. Someone told me that, yeah. That's amazing, and yeah. I what someone I, told me that. I, yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I had no I'm idea. told I'm delightful. I am delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Not by anyone here. I hire a guy. Um, but it, it, what, what's amazing to me is I I don't I know I think I I feel like I know great singing when I hear it, and I remembered watching your audition tape, which is out there. It's fascinating to see your audition for American Idol. Yeah, and it's uh, fascinating to know which one you saw. Which, what do you mean? Because they they show, you know, they edit and they show you, I think they ended up releasing, but they had me actually sing another song. I came in singing at last. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Yeah, but then they actually ended up releasing at some point because people, they found out, because they asked me, they're like, oh, that's how you sound a slow song. Can you sing like an up-tempo? And like literally every person was singing Itchy, kitschy, ya ya, whatever. The 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 pink, the lady marmalade, lady yeah. marmalade. Every soul in the building was rehearsing that song to sing. So I was like, anything but that song. I was like, so I ended up singing Madonna, Express Yourself, for some odd reason, because that's not like a. But it clearly went well. It went fine, but like I just—it's funny because how they edit the show, like nobody even saw that for you. Well, what's great is watching their reactions because it's you know you have the the judges there and it's Paula Abdul and some cow and they're just they're you start they're like okay go ahead and you come in and you really do look like you've just come in from selling some Red Bull to people in a park. I literally probably (laughs) and then you start to sing at last and you just cut to them and it's really fun to see because it's. I don't know. It's 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 like people seeing a UFO. They're just all looking at you. Their reactions are so priceless. They're seeing awesome talent so, come out of you, which is really cool. Well, so Randy and Paula were like that with me, but I had to win over the Brit. Like he he didn't even <laughs> remember me. He like I like I came back and he literally said and like I think I was seeing respect and it was on one of the lives or something and and he I, I was like oh you can't hear that enough um he was like I don't even remember you and I was like. 
thank you. That is so great. Well, it's funny. Um, His job was kind of to be that way. And, and, no, and it's I, nice. because I had he... also changed my hair color. though, So I think he just honestly did not recognize me or remember <laughs> me at all. Was not impressed by my voice at first. And, and I what? think I... No, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You're, you have, I think I won you him have, over. You have like this crazy operatic voice. What do you I'm mean? telling you. I, I, but I literally I got off stage and I was like, well, you can't hear that enough. <laughs> it was like, I don't remember you. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'd rather suck and be memorable than un- but not memorable. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wears sweaters with no t-shirt underneath and that. <laughs> no, yeah. he's like such a fan now. He's so nice. Oh, I now just, he's come around. I had to oh, win that's, him over. Yeah, sure. No, now I want him over around. on the show. I want him over on the show, but I it, I think it took a minute. Yeah. This uh, album that you've done, Chemistry, is yeah. about really personal stuff in your life. Yeah. Which is where a lot of great music comes from. Tragedy. Historically, but uh, must be... I know that you wrote some of these songs maybe a year and a half ago. Two and a half to three. I, I literally had to sit on it because my my label loved the the, the work, but it, I was like, I can't, I can't sit and do this. I'm not ready. Like, you know what I'm saying? To talk about it. Like, so yeah. I... And now I just needed to wait until... Um, you know, we were through it and and then I could do it. But so it's weird to listen to now because it's Do you like feel like different... it's all because you went through this traumatic, you know, separation, divorce? Mm-hmm. Is that is and, I, and obviously I'm not a songwriter or anything about it, but is that at all therapeutic to write about it? It's only therapeutic. That That's the 100 percent the reason why I, I did it. Like I wrote so many songs and I think, um, you know, we all process things differently. And for me, like even when I was a kid, I had a. <laughs> funny enough, I had a problem communicating and really good at it now. <laughs> but um, but I had a problem with it. And my mom like shoved a, like a journal in front of me and was like, why don't you write? And so I started writing poetry and I, and I, I noticed that I, that's how I would process my feelings or what I was feeling. Or I just didn't know sometimes because there's so many, it just feels chaotic sometimes up here. So, um, so then it turned into music. And so a lot of that was just me doing it selfishly. But um, then you realize like, a lot of people, unfortunately, will relate to, the, I mean, statistically, a shit ton of us relate to a divorce rate. So, um, you know, and just loss in general, grief in general. So I picked the ones that I felt weren't so literal mm-hmm. and and okay, because we have children. So I, I picked the ones that were okay that I felt like, and then um, I put those out, but- now, There's but the ones that, that are I, super literal. Those are for me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably just super specific. And so super it, duper specific. Right. On yeah. August fifth. So a lot you, of yeah, anger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of anger. <laughs> I think a couple of the angry songs made it, but they weren't the ones that were like, uh, you know, no, code red over it. Divorce in general is hard. Separation, grief, loss, all of that is hard. Um, I think the worst part, though, is when you feel alone. Like, I, d- I don't even hang out with anybody that's really, like, my main group of friends, like, aren't married, don't have children, aren't in the public eye. Like, none of the things that tick the boxes that I am. So, which is awesome. That's why we make a, a fun group. But but at the same time, when you're going through something so horrendous and so publicly, there's there's no way to, like, describe that like mm-hmm. there's I just saw your shirt I'm sorry that's amazing um <laughs> I caught my eye <laughs> that's amazing um but I can get no you one way. it's a thank you it's a Conan um, shirt and uh they're very I sexy I love it it's yeah. amazing very yeah. um I'm so ADHD like squirrel sorry um but I think I think when you're <laughs> when you're when you're that when you're that isolated and I think mm-hmm. everybody relate COVID right people yeah. are so isolated like I think that's the worst to not feel like you can connect with with another being and like heal in that sense and i think that that 
that's why we all do crave, like maybe it's not marriage or maybe it's not whatever society tells you, but we do crave companionship and, and because you need, you need to connect and you need to, it's, it's almost a, a process of healing, I think for me. Do, what do you do? You have an instrument that you use, a musical instrument, when you when you are trying to work something out. Do you use I a guitar? A or use a piano. Horrible guitarist. Uh-huh. And I like literally, I played one tour, and then I found out like halfway through, they were like not putting it in. There. <laughs> 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 I was like, I was like, <laughs> and they, I found out they were like not putting it in the mix, and they were like, "Well, we just knew you know you're learning." So like, and I was like, "Oh my god, I killed that solo." I was yeah, like, no one I heard was it. Rocking yeah. on load, and I, I was like, I felt it, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna let the professionals do it." So I know chords like on a, enough to like write if I need to on a, a guitar, or piano. But honestly, most things, um, especially this record, um, most of it was acapella, just lyrics and melody flowing out of me, and then we worked a, a track around it. Um, and sometimes I call like I I literally sent out like a like a code red, like any any artist friends that I knew that were producers or writers. I was like, please send me anything you have. That's like even if it's like a random guitar riff idea or just anything that because I, I was needing to get all of this out and I just needed different moods and different like mm. perspectives musically. So um, so I wrote like that, too. But it's. The lyrics and melody are me. I love that you worked with, and I I did not see this coming, but one of my all time <gasps> all time idols uh, is Steve Martin. Steve Martin. I've just I, I absolutely adore Steve Martin. I can't he believe he said yes. And he had a huge impact on my comedy and my life. And then I find out that I mean I always knew he's an amazing amazing uh, banjo player. Yeah. And um, I hear about this collaboration yeah. that you did uh, with Steve Martin, which. You would have never, th- I, what? Like, yeah. That doesn't even make sense. But it sense. sounds great. Yeah. And the song is. So the song is I Hate Love. And and in the song, so I wrote, I, I <laughs> sure. Um, I was a, on these days. It was a really sunny day. Um, um, no, and why I hate love is not that I hate love. It's it's that you hate what love can do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and especially so in the second verse, Um, you know, you watch The Notebook, right? And you're like, oh, that's so beautiful. James Garner crying. Like all the things you're like, I could, this is achievable. And then you see reality in like a movie, like it's complicated with like Meryl Streep, yep. Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin. It's one of my favorite movies. And um, that's more real life. And so I just thought it was funny to play off of those. I'm very much inspired by art, like whether it's music or movies or art or whatever. And um, so I I played off that. And then the lyric, it's like, I'll take Steve Martin over Gosling. Like I'm basically like throwing Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I love Ryan Gosling. <laughs> but I, I was making I dated a joke. him for a while. Okay. And it's not, it's, was it good for you? Or? No, okay. it's really, okay. yeah. I know it's not no. the notebook, is it? Underwhelming um, lover. Um. <laughs> so, no, so anyway, I made this reference of Steve Martin in it and that I, I would choose Steve Martin um, over Gosling. And and um, I literally looked at Jesse Shack and my producer. I was like, do you think because I know he's a badass musician. I was like, do you think in some world he would agree to play on this? Because it's kind of a pop punk song and yeah. and banjo I thought would be cool on it. And yeah, so, and it is. And it great. is. And so anyway, he said yes. I know. And That's I great. didn't get to go to the studio with him. I'm so, I still never met him. Jesse got to. I was working. It's so funny. You brought up The Notebook and I just have to relate that Ryan Reynolds was on the show. Do you remember this? Ryan Reynolds was on the show it's once. burned into my memory okay, forever. So, so yeah. Ryan Reynolds wait. was on our show and he had this idea. He said, let's recreate this scene from The Notebook. So I'm wearing the blue dress. <laughs> In the rain. Yeah. And, with the, they're yelling at each other. And they're yelling at each other in the rain. Yeah. You came back for me. Yeah. yeah. And um, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is doing Ryan Gosling. And it 
it culminates with the two of us. And it was shot in this like beautiful filmic style to exactly match the movie. Oh my gosh. And I am, what's the actress? Uh, You're Rachel McAdams. I'm, I'm Rachel McAdams yeah. and my hair is just matted down and I'm wearing the same dress. How like, was your ugly cry? Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> it <Yeah>. was <laughs> really ugly. Yeah. And, um, Nailed it. But, but it ends with uh, Ryan Reynolds and I had just agreed that we were going to rush each other and start making out. So we do, we start making out and we're making out for what? It felt like four hours, yeah. but it was maybe just and like you can, a minute. You can see it on the internet. Long. But Ryan- You're giving it the old college no, try. No, no, I just huh? go for it. And Ryan Reynolds at one point has this move where he's reaching over and he's doing, the, he's kind of twiddling my ear. Oh yeah. my God. And so we just That's both That's one of went, his moves. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, okay. so um, I learned a lot about him. Uh, and, and myself. Yeah, that exactly. Day. And so we done, cut, we got it. And I'm just like, all right, what's next? And I move on, and um, my wife had watched the whole thing happen. <laughs> she saw it on TV that night. She watched it, and she said, yeah, that ruined both of you for me. <laughs> like, collectively at the same time. I no longer like, I, <laughs> I'm no longer, I don't like you. I'm not, I don't I'm like, unattracted to both I like, of you. Yeah, and I now find you both horrific. <laughs> but uh, I think that's amazing. Well, it's a, it's a good experience. It's yeah. amazing yeah. how long it lasted. Oh, oh yeah, so All right. long. Yeah, I, you know, just right. just go for it. You know, you just gotta... when you know that's coming. Do you use a mint? Do you put a mint in your mouth? Or I actually just to get them had a burrito. <laughs> I had a very like garlic, rare garlic burrito, <laughs> all garlic. Yeah, because what did I care? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys still talk at all? Do you yeah. still kiss? We, we <laughs> let's just say yeah. we text a lot. Oh. <laughs> I'll just leave it alone. That, that. kind of relationship. Yeah. Okay. It is funny how um I love people that go for the joke that that's a, that's the beauty of of comics. That's why I loved actually being a cocktail waitress in a comedy club. I love to be to put your pride or everything aside, ego, and just be like, hell, why not? Like I love that. There's nothing more attractive. Why are you saying we put our pride aside? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean. <laughs> oh, because exactly. some I mean, people have pride that they have to put aside. And I know a lot What's of this pride thing? Oh, no, I no. know a lot of straight dudes would be like, no, no, I don't want people to think like, and it's yeah. like, okay, guy, nobody's thinking oh. about you that much anyway. Yeah. But like, it's like, but I, right. I love that people. I think that it's the most unattractive. It's the most attractive thing. I'm sorry about about a person to be so comfortable. I imagine I'm always trying to look for what's the connection between different artistic forms. And uh, and what I do know is, and I, I know that it applies to what you do in music uh, is, and, and also uh, on your on your talk show, when it's time to go, you just go. You know, you look at all the different things that you've been through uh, in your life and in this recent, in, in your personal life recently, hmm. and people might say, well, how do you keep going? It's because you take it moment to moment to moment. I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna write this song. Mm -hmm then I'm gonna write that song, I'm gonna move to this moment, then to that moment. Well, that's interesting you said that, because that's literally, I think everybody had a hard time during COVID. I, I, I They tried to keep our show going, and well, we did. Um, but like from my ranch in Montana, which had very poor internet and like could not be a more remote location in the mountains. And I'm traipsing through snow, my marriage is falling apart, no one knows. I'm learning all these songs. I'm doing this other stuff for music thing. Like it's like every, just shit is hitting the fan. And 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 all the while, you know, you're like, "What's up, America?" And you know, you're smiling. And you're you're. Yeah. I think I think a lot of us have to do that. Whatever vocation you choose, like whatever your job is, like I think a lot of us have have to do that sometimes. But what I found helpful is 
I would be like, like truth, like completely bawling. Like yeah. right before we would be shooting and be like, how do I fix this? Like, you know, mm -hmm. and then we'd start and we'd like, let's say cover like an HI story and some amazing human would come on the screen and just say how they're, they went from something maybe tragic and did something that usually maybe people would find cheesy or something, but it's so healing. Mm -hmm. And I think when you step outside yourself and not necessarily compartmentalize it, but, but just let it go for a moment because it seems so huge. And then you focus on someone else. It kind of changes the perspective on everything in your life. Of course, and it kind yeah, of is yeah. healing in a yeah. sense, but it's hard to keep smiling. Right. There was a, uh, one time when I was like, "You, I never cancel. I'm like, I'm not that person." And I, I was like, "I can't actually fix this." Like, I looked like, "Oh God, put her in a jacket." <laughs> like, I was oh. like, it was real bad. I was right. really sad, and and so we had to like cancel. Um, and I know that's so rare for you. Because it is. Yeah. I've actually seen footage of you at some award show, and you're performing your ass off. And I know that I later heard the backstory, which is that you needed to have an appendectomy. Didn't they uh, like, and they like, the award doctors- Award shows are like the death for me. You don't understand, like that happened. Yes, like my appendix was about to burst. I literally went into surgery hours later. Something else happened the other time I was doing it. My first performance ever on the Grammys. This is a real story. I was called right as I was leaving for the Grammys, being picked up by my publicist at the time, Roger Wodnowski, and was told I had cancerous results. And I was like, and cancer like runs in our family, like ovarian, cervical, like mm -hmm. just the gamut, breasts, everything. And I was like, what? And I and and the whole day was ruined because I just couldn't stop crying because I was like, wait, I haven't done so much like in my life. I was like, and and it, it just was the worst day ever. True story. The next morning. I called back to schedule because I was like, I can't. They, they're they like, we need you to come in now. I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to be performing on the Grammys. So, and it was like a huge moment for any kid that grows sure. up watching. That's like the epic thing for you. And, and literally called the next morning for like what I needed to do next. And they were like, oh, we're so sorry. Those were actually someone else's results. No. Jesus. No. Jesus and I was like, you? No. First of all, my first thought was like, who did you tell they were fine? Right. And now you're calling them and telling them they have cancer. Like I'm like, wait, what? And 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 then they call I, Clark Kellyson. And then I was like, <laughs> I know, and then and, We're so sorry, Clark. But I'm just telling you, award shows get ruined for me. They're like like sometimes I don't want to go because I'm like, what the hell is gonna happen to me? Like because like, something always happens, I feel like. And and I won that night. Oh my god. And then I won again. And then I just kept crying because I was like, God's giving me this before he takes it. Oh! <laughs> I was, I'm sorry. I was, I'm sorry. I had to have my Thank makeup. you, God, for this one last. I was What? I get to live? Everyone was like, oh my gosh, your performance is because of you, because it's an emotional song in general. They were like, it was so beautiful. And I was like, that's because I thought I was dying. And I was like so worried. Oh. And they had to redo my makeup three times. I'm like, you people ruined an entire moment to like for me. And I just... I, yeah, I award shows in general, like shit always happens to me. I don't know. I'm always afraid to say yes, like, because who knows what's going to happen. My favorite yeah. uh, my award show moment was I was working. Well, I, there was a, there's a bunch of crazy things that have happened, but I was working on an, an award show once and emceeing it and had to do kind of like a song and dance number. And mm -hmm. I can sort of like hold a tune if necessary in a comedic way. So it was all fine. But then it was important that I hit this note at the end. Yeah. And so they said, you know about this, but they said, what we're going to do 
is we're going to get you into the Capitol Records building. There's the orchestra is there that's going to be- Did you do it while they were playing? And yeah, it was the, it was the greatest thing <gasps> in the world. And what they did is they had me hit this, sing it there. So they had it on this track. Yeah. But then they had me hit this one note. So I was going to sing it live, but then at the end go, so welcome to the, you know, I got to hit this note up there and hold it, which I don't do. Uh, it'd been piece of cake for you, but I don't do that. So they, they auto-tuned it. And then they, uh, they did this thing where they extend it for a long time. So it looks like I'm really holding the note. Oh yeah. And they said, so Conan, just get to that part and then get to there and then go and get down on one knee and mime it. And we'll, we'll slide it across and it'll look like you hit it. Okay. So I do the whole bit. I do all the jokes. Then I go into the song. Then I hit the note and the crowd, you know, was really liked it. And they were yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Woo! And I walk off stage and Barry Manilow <laughs> is standing there. <laughs> And he's looking at me and he says, hey, man, you hit that note and held it. <laughs> and I said, auto-tune pre-record. He went, oh, and walked away. Oh. <laughs> like I had farted, he was, you know. He was, he was so impressed and then rejected it. He went from, wow, that was, and then his face fell like he'd had a stroke. <laughs> and he just turned and walked away. And I'm like, yeah. He was just like, oh, you sicken me. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun moment for me. <laughs> oh my God, artists do that. Hey, do me a favor. Will you not uh, have 20 years go by before we talk again? I know, I'm I would 20 love to, years. And you know what? One of the reasons I, I got to come visit you is because you're moving your show to New York. You're going to be in my old studio yes. where we yes. did late night from 93 to 2009. Yeah. So for 16 years, I was in that place. That place is near and dear to my heart. That's where I met you. That's where we met. I know. And you said, I'll see you in 20 years. <laughs> Twenty years. I was like, "Geez." You said, "I'll see you in ten albums, sucker." Um, but uh, yeah, Letterman was in that studio before me, and he did his iconic show there. There's a lot of. They told me the history of it. Yeah, I was Tom excited. Snyder was there. Interviewed John Lennon in that room. Wow. Uh, that is a very famous Special studio room. that has magical mojo. So I'm really That's happy awesome. that you're going in there. It makes me happy. Oh, so, I am too. I'm yeah. very happy too. Yeah. Well. Uh, the album, Chemistry, will... I think when this drops, it doesn't drop. It drops June 23rd. It's a pod, no, I'm saying the podcast. I'm so confused about what to say. because it it's a, falls with a bit of a thud. Yeah. It, kinda, it, gets it tumbles out. It gets, you can say drops. It's cool. Yeah. By the Release. time this... Well, don't tell me it's cool. Because okay. then it's not. Because then it's not. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, wait, can I say something real quick? Do yeah. you... I just found this out in a podcast yesterday. Do y'all know... I'm... Look, I'm going to sound like an idiot. Do you know, like, do you know, before anyone answers, what Netflix and chill is? Like, do you know what that is? Y yeah, I do. Yeah. What do you think it is? Well, I I think it's, let's, uh, let's get it on, as the kids used to say. <laughs> you didn't know that? Did y'all know that? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a way of saying, let's do it. Yeah. My friend was like, yeah, that's like getting a text, like, you up? And I was like, yeah. wait, what? I have been saying, I'm more of a Netflix and chill girl. Like, I <laughs> Uh, no, 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 I Kelly. Have, that means uh, no. It doesn't mean this. what you think. I oh, I am aware as of like twelve hours ago. But yeah. Like, but I didn't know. No. I'm like, oh my god, I have been saying like, oh, I'm like a Netflix and chill person. Like, I just thought it meant. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, kind of like a. Oh it's god. almost like a booty call thing to say. Yeah. Like, let's just watch Netflix and I, chill is code for yeah, it'll be on in the background. My other one. I had no idea, and I have been out here for like a minute to go in. I know I'm like low key. I'm like Netflix and chill kind of girl. And they're all like, yeah. all right, girl. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of a Hulu and screw guy. Uh, <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I'd be down for either, but like, I just, I, 
I'm up for the occasion, but like I just didn't know. I'm I just a like, peacock oh. and just a peacock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sets itself up and yeah. lays itself out. Well, Kelly, I anyway. hope I see you again uh, soon. You are uh, well. You're everything you were when I met you 20 years ago. You're you're just still incredibly talented. Obviously, that doesn't go away, but you're a very warm real person and you're Thank funny you. and you're still yourself. You're still the person that ran down the street after those people that ran out on the tab. Yes. And um, so, and, and I know you've me. been, I know you've been through a lot, but yeah. uh, I, I know better times are coming. So, yeah. and I'm happy for you. Man, they're already here. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I literally found that out yesterday. You I, it was with Glenn a lovely person. Isn't no. she? She's lovely. <laughs> Wait a minute. What the hell is all that about? <laughs> there are really good them. audiences out there. <laughs> I'm stuck with you people. Oh, wow. They don't do that when I walk down the hall. No. Oh. They hide. You're not Kelly Clarkson. No. I'm sorry. I'm Clark Kellyson. <laughs> well, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> Hello, Clark Kellyson here. You told me my results oh. were fine. What? <laughs> Fuck. Listen, on, it's you time take... to get down to some business. Oh, we're going to get down to some business, yes, are we? Right. What kind of business? We got to sell some products. Hey, you know what? Not we got to, we get to. You're right, boss. We get to. You know what I like, Sona, don't you? I want to say you you like cell phones. No. Oh. <laughs> I like good. That's too, that's too vague. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to be more specific. <laughs> okay. Because you've been drinking. <laughs> I like good, reliable coverage. There you go. And I like, thanks a lot. You're a big help here. It is possible with T-Mobile. Now, Blay, you are a loyal T-Mobile fellow. Tell us about your experiences. For many years, yeah. I actually use T-Mobile. I live stream my hikes. I like to live stream. This is actually true. And uh, no, no, like, no one doubted that it was true. <laughs> oh. yeah, everyone Sorry. believed they just, you. There was, a, there was a sadness yeah. about it. Yeah. Was everyone all. believed but it. But it's great. I, I go. I like uh, to go connect with nature <laughs> and live stream it. <laughs> it's fun. I, I go. I have this great two-hour loop I do, and I bring people. Sorry, did along. you say great? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, and we play games like what's this tree? And uh, we rate dogs and stuff that I see on my hike. Mm -hmm. And I also, I, uh, there's a lot of big houses around where I live. Mm -hmm. I live in an apartment. But we try to guess how much each one of those houses costs. Okay. What a cool uh, live and, stream. And it's, yeah. it's really fun and fantastic. Very good. With T-Mobile, hey. I get great service. You get that 5G coverage, right? Yeah. 5G is the good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What other G's are you familiar with? There's yeah. the four, the three, yeah. and the two, right? right. Blay, yeah. the use of your time uh, worries me. <laughs> <Okay>. but, <laughs> but I think right. the message we should take away from it is that T-Mobile covers more highway miles with 5G than anyone else. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, so if you need great coverage, especially when you're on the go, and talk about on the go, this is what Thoreau intended when he said, go take a walk in the woods, <laughs> well, was to live stream it. it. It makes me feel like I'm in The Legend of Zelda. So yeah, really exactly. Like okay, well. Yeah, he got that. It's going okay. from seven. Sad to sadder. Anyway, <laughs> I'm 95 years old. You want to know? No, if you need great chill? coverage, especially when you're on the go, check out T-Mobile. They're the largest and fastest 5G network. Experience America's largest and fastest 5G network for yourself. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash C-Y. That's T-Mobile.com slash S-E-E-W-H-Y. That's right. I spelled it out. 
fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by UCLA of speed test intelligence data for Q1 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Let's bring out someone very special to us, shall we? Uh, who would that be? It's your assistant, David Hopping. Oh, my other assistant, because Sona is usually busy. Oh. <laughs> and so I have David Hopping, David Hopping! David, a uh, quick question. Did yes. you get to meet Kelly Clarkson? I did. You did? I did. Okay, we were, this is a, this is, we were driving today together and we're uh, listening to Kelly's new album, Chemistry. Um, at one point, we've finished like the third or fourth song, and I said, oh, that song is oh, that's really good. And you looked at me and said, it's impossible for Kelly to have a bad song. It's true, it's true. <laughs> I know, but you are such a fanatic. It must have I been am. nice to meet her. It is. I brought a vinyl. She signed it for me. Oh. I didn't ask you if I could do that because I didn't want to risk you saying no, so I just brought it. <laughs> well, now I look like a controlling asshole <laughs> to everybody. I so the answer well. is, I would like it, and I will shred it in front of you. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I would have said yes. I you really? You so you really were afraid to ask me if you could no, bring a vinyl? I actually wasn't. Oh, you just forgot. Yeah, I just forgot. Okay. It's easier to say I'm afraid than I forgot. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you met her. Isn't she Thank nice? You. She is really nice. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, please. You, let it ha you made it happen. He told me yesterday, he was like, you're going to get one-on-one -on -one time. And then I wasn't sure if it was a bit or if it was true. And it was true. Why do, as, why do you and Sona always think that my acts of kindness are a cruel joke? They why? are. Would we say, ever they think are. that? Yeah. He said something nice earlier and I started getting super defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever it, I try to be nice, I nice. promised you one on time, one on one time with uh, Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. And um, I half meant it. <laughs> but no, I no, I, I knew I knew that I would be able to swing it. Yeah, oh, thank she, and you. she's so nice. She's, she's not so one of those nice. people that's going to say no. I'm out of here. I've, yeah. I've performed what I needed to do. Now I'm gone. She's just a lovely person. Yeah. Where is she now? Uh, she's gone. She's, I think she's working the hallway because they gave her such a great reception when she walked out. <laughs> so how can we help you, David? Uh, I think you're going to take some questions from. I have no idea what's happening. I don't know yeah. why you. That's if anyone has a question me, for Conan? I honestly thought you were bringing me my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has a question, raise your hand. So when's your new HBO Max show start? Oh, um, thank you for asking. Uh, we, I, I shot this show. As you know, we do this podcast, and then I, we, we talk to famous folk like Kelly Clarkson. But then uh, usually in the middle of the week, I talk to anyone in the world who just wants to talk to me. And so the idea was many of these conversations, as you guys know, because you're there, end with them saying, well, Conan, if you're ever in Nigeria, hop on, stop on by. And they say it kind of like a joke. So what we decided to do is a show that HBO Max said they wanted to do uh, where I talk to them, you see a minute or two clip of that, and then I show up at their door and I get involved in their life the Conan remote style where I'm I'm literally going through their kitchen and tearing open their closets and then trying to help them achieve what it is they wanted to achieve or work out a problem they have with their mom, which is an episode that we uh, shot in uh, Bangkok. And um, so I, we shot some of them and then the writer's strike came. And so we shut everything down. And so until the writer's guild is satisfied and they get a good, because I started out as a, as a TV writer. And so I'm backing them a thousand percent until they get what they want. We, the show will, uh, the show will sort of stay in limbo.
And then whenever that gets resolved, we can, uh, I, I hope, uh, finish it up. All of us right now in this business are just waiting to see uh, what's going to happen. But there is a tr- there was a trailer that's out there that people can check out if yeah. they want. Yeah, it's called Conan O'Brien Must Go. Yeah. And- <laughs> Never a truer <laughs> really statement. The- <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, trust me. Yeah. Uh, people do like a title that shits on me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that should be coming along at some point. Uh, this time is uh, what you're hearing is David walking. Hi. Uh, <laughs> um, have you spoken to Jordan and how is he? Well, it's so funny because wherever I go, people want to know how Jordan's doing. Or, no, actually, what they want to know is why isn't Jordan with you right now? And I always say, because I want to enjoy my life. Yeah. Um, Jordan is, and, and this is true. What's amazing about Jordan Schlansky is people do these deep dives on the Jordan Schlansky remotes and the adventures that we've had together. And they see that I get irritated with him. And a lot of people think, well, it's got to be an act. And you'll back me up on this, Sona. Yeah. It's not an act. It's not an act. He is a very irritating fellow. I wish it was an act. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he was, uh, for years at our show, um, driving people up the wall with his long, pompous explanations of how to make the best latte. And then we just realized that when I talk to this guy, it's kind of magical. And then we've had all these adventures together over the years and everyone wants more. They want more Jordan Slancy. But I'm constantly bumping into people who said, my family and I just did like four hours of, jo- of you and Jordan. And I think, why? Why would, <laughs> why would, you, why would you watch um, me and this very irritating man drive each other insane? But it is pure and uh i do try to explain that to people yeah i think that's why it works i don't think you could make up a person like jordan schlansky no you recently launched a channel on samsung tv Mm -hmm. and he went to new york and just handed ice cream out to people yeah uh and just drove around new york just handing out ice cream yeah and i think it was very popular (laughs) yes it was uh people really liked it it's um i don't understand he's been asked because he has fans like the band rush really liked jordan and jordan (laughs) likes rush so they they asked Jordan to come out and like open their show by just appearing and oh waving. My God. Um, I'm scared I, how many common interests Jordan and I have. Oh, you're a big Rush fan. I do love Rush. Yeah. Okay. Wow, well, that was what? It sounded judgy. Like you're like, all. oh, you like Rush? Okay. Not at all. Oh, okay. Getty Lee, I like, he's great. You can't just say someone's name in the band to prove you like the band. <laughs> uh, anywho. Um, <laughs> No, no, they're they're great. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, anywho, um, Jordan, that's the important thing, and uh, he's uh, not Rush, and uh, he's he's out there, and there'll be more Jordan, and I w- he will reemerge. Right yeah. now, things have just gotten a little quiet with this uh, writer strike, and they'll remain that way until it until it gets resolved. Any other questions? Yes. Hi, Conan. Sound Hello, Matt. Hi. Will there be a Chill Chums season two? Well, first of all, I want to thank Dave Grohl for being here. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I was thinking the yes. same thing. I get it all the time. It is absolutely amazing. Wow. For a second, I thought it is so cool. I know we have a cool podcast, but the fact that Dave Grohl would sit in the back. My friends make fun of me all the time, and they're like, guys, Dave Grohl's here at the bar, free drinks. I'm like, I cannot cover this at all. <laughs> you kind of sound like him, too. No, and you know what? We've... I've, I've met him many times, uh, and the the resemblance is actually striking. You could get away with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I was at a wine tasting once, and the sommelier was like, "You know, on the on the as a sidekick, I take photos for a bottle uh, 
a bottle rock. And I'm his photographer. I'm like, I met him before. I'm like, oh, that's sick. Like, what's he like? He's like, he's so nice, but he's a little bit taller than you. And I'm like, oh, great. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, I, 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 um, I just think if I were you, I'd be out signing checks in his name, <laughs> renting limos and not paying for them. Uh, I got a free Denny's Grand Slam once. I yeah. Mean, I'm running on that. <laughs> I, I remembered once that years and years ago, there was someone who was pretending to be me and driving around in a limo and charging things. And I'm like, of all the people you can choose to pretend to be, <laughs> like, who says I'm Conan O'Brien? <laughs> Apparently, he didn't even look that much like me, but oh. he was riding around saying, yeah, Conan's the name, O'Brien, see? <laughs> Put it on my account. And I don't know what, why that would work, but apparently hmm. it did. You should all try it. Yeah. Um, well, sir, who looks uh, strikingly like Dave Grohl, I think even handsomer, uh, and that's a compliment to you, not to Grohl. Uh, tell me, what, uh, what is your question? He already he asked, asked it. it. He asked about children. <laughs> he asked well, if we're going to have another children. I, I couldn't listen to the question. Oh. I couldn't listen to the question because I was saying... Shit, it's Dave Grohl. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing here? And so the question just went out of my head. Oh. It was, do, is there a plan for a new Chill Chums this summer? There is. Yeah. There's there is. going to be a Chill Chums this summer. It's in the books, as a matter of fact. Mm. Yeah. It, it has been, the date has been set, and we will record a Chill Chums, and it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a really fun time. Yeah. Um, I have a question, because you, sir, um, Mr. Grohl, brought this up. Which is, will there be alcohol again this time? Oh, yeah. I've already started working up a cocktail. Oh, cool. Because the one last time was lethal. Yeah. And Sona very quickly was blotto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. this is true, right? My tolerance is really low. And I had one of it and I was feeling no pain. It was right. great. I'm totally down for another. Or we could take edibles. No. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Well, of course, we'll have to check with the sponsor. Oh, okay. Um, right. Sorry. That sounds like, no, my AA sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sponsor I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we're going to do it. I, yeah. That was fun. I remembered I was cautious. I sipped. I sipped slowly because I'm a broadcast professional. Oh, we didn't sip. No, we, no, uh, we were chugging. Yeah. You guys were chugging. And those were amazing drinks you made. Thank you. They were Thank fantastic. You. Yeah, I got to live up to it. I, I haven't quite arrived there yet. I don't know. I'm, I'm concocting. I'm working on it. Get off my back. Right. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm threatened by any man that says, I'm concocting. <laughs> Get off my back. You're already working on yeah. it. Well, I'm always working on alcohol. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. That's a good man over there. <laughs> yes. Anyone else who looks like a very famous rock and roll star want to say anything? Hi, I'm hey, Tim. What's your name? Uh, Tim. Hey, Tim. Um, Elise, uh, my wife right here. Hey, really, Elise, how are you? Really loved you, Conan. Um, oh, thank Sona, you. Matt, love you guys. Oh, I love you too. Um, I was well, wondering... We don't know them, so how can we learn? <laughs> But I know he's right. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was wondering, will you guys be doing any Comic-Con stuff in the future? Well, here's the deal. We, for many years, uh, did Comic-Con every year through the late night show. And that was really fun because no late night show had done Comic-Con before. There's an amazing theater in downtown San Diego called the Spreckles, which is an old vaudeville theater that the Marx Brothers performed in. And I mean, just this classic great, 1920s venue 
and we would do shows that were all Comic-Con themed and and they were so much fun. Mm -hmm. You were there for all they those. Were, there's probably some of my favorite shows you've ever done. There are some of my favorite cold opens. We would shoot these incredible yeah. uh, pieces uh, that parodied Mad Max and we would use like film cameras and we would we would uh, really go to town and and we did my origin stories. Um, oh my God. And, and the audience was packed with people who had been at Comic-Con all day. So the, the audience was just filled with Wonder Womans and Hulks and Batmans. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was absolutely so much fun to do. It was. And then the question becomes, now there's not a late night show, but there's a podcast, but is there a way that we could go back? And I'd be very intrigued because I loved going there. I love the energy of it. It's one of the greatest fan bases of all time. And I think it kind of neatly meshes with our style of comedy. I think there's like a nice symbiotic relationship where we're fans of a lot of these films too. And uh, it worked really nicely. So I'd love to say that, yes, in the future, there's no plan right now, but in the future, I'd love to get back to Comic-Con. Yeah. And- um, You know, well, I met my husband after one of those shows, after one of the week of shows. That's right. I Tell me what happened. We were uh, walking around. We had just finished a week of shows and we were walking and me and a friend of mine were walking around the actual Comic-Con floor. And then my friend knew the friend that Tack was walking with. And mm -hmm. then we met, hit it off. And then right I, away. Did you know? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. But like two years later, we were married. You guys both met your spouses on through, Conan yeah, show through the related shows. things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I met my wife shooting a segment for uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien and you through the Conan show at TBS. Wow. Yes. So it is the greatest dating site of all time. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's looking for yeah. their, their special person, um, just come hang out with me and uh, I guarantee you'll meet them uh, within uh, seven years. <laughs> Yeah, that's really the best I can do. Seven years. I, my lawyers have said you really can't overpromise. So uh, I think that's it for today, isn't it? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. I do want to say, well, first of all, thanks to Kelly Clarkson for being yeah. here because yes. I love her. She's I love her too. Incredibly talented. Um, uh, thanks to T-Mobile for helping make this all possible. They're very, uh, it, this doesn't happen unless we get our sponsors. Yeah. So that's very cool. And I also want to thank you guys. You were a great audience. You were really nice. We're right up there with the audience that's in the hall that works for me. Seriously, thank you all uh, very much, and uh, come on, see us next time. Thanks a lot. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sona Movsesian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Let's face it, we live in the future. The future! Mm -hmm. So why are you settling? You deserve 5G coverage in more places and you don't have to pay an arm and a leg to get it. 
Let's say you're stuck in traffic or catching up with friends and family. You can trust T-Mobile to help you stay connected while you're on the road. I think this all the time. I like to go ballooning sometimes, you know? Oh, I'm a oh, okay. balloonist, an aerialist, if you will. Sure. I like to float around, and I want to make sure that I have my, that my phone with my T-Mobile coverage in case something goes wrong with the balloon. Let's say a bird pierces it. That happened once. It was a swallow. <laughs> anyway, the balloon started to go down. I panicked. But I was calm because I had T-Mobile coverage. I made a few calls. I was rescued. Everything went well thanks to T-Mobile. Please don't look into that story. But it is true about T-Mobile. They're the best. T-Mobile covers more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. So if you need great coverage, especially when you're on the go, check out T-Mobile. They're the largest and fastest 5G network. Experience America's largest and fastest 5G network for yourself. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash C-Y. That's T-Mobile.com slash S-E-E-W-H-Y. Conan O'Brien does not go ballooning. That was made up. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Ookla of speed test intelligence data for Q1 2023. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 